Don't drink it yet. I'm not. I'm not drinking it yet. You I'm did. not drinking it yet. No sneak. No sneak. I'm drinks. not. Sni- I'm sniffing. I this have is to... a big one. This is episode ten, buddy. I know. I, I'm just sniffing episode ten. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody making soup. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to Scotch and Splenda, the podcast that tastes like The Office and gets you drunk like taking a dump on the floor, getting a DUI, and getting the temp to drive you around town. <laughs> <laughs> who, who could we possibly be talking about? <laughs> oh, Scot- that might be my favorite one so far. <laughs> <laughs> Here on Scotch and Splenda, we're talking about anything and everything The Office, but most importantly, theories, side stories, and what ifs. We are your co-regional managers. I'm AJ. I'm BJ. I'm Nick. And on this episode, we hope you're a big William Hung fan because we're talking about <laughs> everything. <laughs> the one and only Todd F. Packer. Uh. <laughs> there it oh, is, gentlemen. Todd Packer. Todd Packer. You guys know what the F stands for? Uh, friendship? Yeah. That's uh, all. <laughs> felonies? <laughs> felonies? Oh. Ooh. Big yikes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, let's keep it topical. All right. Well, first, before we get into this, uh, we're obviously really excited about this one. Uh. Um, oh, I did not. That's not where I was going with that. We got to remember, we got to remind you to make sure you're leaving us a five-star review, guys. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any major platform that you're listening on, you can probably leave us some kind of a review. So please, smash the five-star, write us a review. Apple Podcasts, you can write that five-star review, and then give us your fan theory right in the review so we can read it here on air because we got a great one today. Or even listen to it on air. Oh, or right. we have a groundbreaking fan theory. That's right. So this is a this is the first actually. This is we're, the yeah. first. We're gonna go ahead and be able to listen to a fan theory. You can do the same thing. You can record yourself in any capacity and email it on over to Scotch and Splenda Podcast, all spelled out at gmail.com. Correct. BJ, what do we got, man? I'm very excited. So uh uh, Kaylin reached out to us on Instagram, and oh, she had a hey. fantastic fan theory. Yeah, and we asked her to send in an audio clip of her reading it because that's what we wanted to do. I think going forward, we want to kind of we want to hear you guys explain the fan theory, and then we're going to discuss. So better than just us reading it, reading your words. Like if you can, maybe not for all of them, but but go ahead and send in an audio, send, in. send yeah. an audio clip in, and then we'll play it on the air, like we're about to do right now so here's kaylin and her fan theory hi aj bj and nick i have a fun three i want to share with you guys um i read it online so i can't take credit for it but i did find it interesting and wanted to hear your thoughts so um okay. the theory is that the dunder mifflin scranton employees suffer from radon poisoning and that's why their characters sort of develop into the most extreme and it eccentric versions of themselves throughout the series um apparently there are theories that prolonged radon exposure can have psychological effects so i think that's the basis of this um we see in the series toby warning the staff about radon poisoning and kind of getting disregarded and laughed at a little bit um and then there's like a two-part to this 
theory. The second part is that um, the documentary staff is purposefully exposing the Dunder Mifflin Scranton staff to radon to intensify their behavior and increase ratings on the documentary. So it's a bit outlandish. It's a bit out there, but I did think it was interesting and wanted to get your opinions. Thanks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I love that. I love it. <laughs> okay. Right. That's a lot to digest. Yeah. That's okay. Good. There's okay. a lot going on here. Okay. So the theory is that they are purposefully being exposed to radon. Right. That's yep. the big thing. Purposefully. Yeah. Purposefully. That's your uh, second part. And it is causing them to act a little bit more uh, erratic, erratic, yeah. irrational, maybe exaggerated. like exaggerated. All of their normal behaviors are a little bit more exaggerated, which yeah. I think all of us would agree is true. For right? sure. Yes. You know, yeah. I mean, so, even at look at the most normie, normie of the people, Jim. He's still a character yeah you know he's like he still, still basically ends up with a joker haircut okay hair and makeup on the shows listening to this going what the hell man <laughs> uh okay uh wasn't where i was going but well, okay i'm just saying <laughs> but okay so no, yeah well so they're they're the uh, the ideas the big takeaways from this is that it's on purpose, extended exposure then, because okay. this is long-term effect then that, that this is having on them. Toby has obviously picked up on this though, yep, yep. to some degree, whether he, whether it's on purpose or not, he's like these, like you said, Nick, these are the silent killers. This, this is, is a, a radon <laughs> test. Case. Do not throw this away. This is a radon test. And the third time, I threw it away out of spite. I didn't want this creepy little ant trap. Uh, and okay, so let's let's dive in here. So maybe when Toby was getting wise to the radon yeah. and putting the the traps around, do you think maybe that the uh, the documentary people kind of encouraged him to? throw them away or said <laughs> are you really gonna let toby put those around That's the office <laughs> what is that an ant trap yeah yeah, yeah. oh maybe and then he, sticking he, in his head he, yeah he alert you know he, he they're the ones that alerted it and then okay so then on the flip side yeah. is then are the are the people that are doing it also being exposed like the documentary crew are they being exposed That's or, a good point i don't know yeah. i don't know enough about radon poisoning is there some sort of medication you can take for it yeah. or what or is just non-exposure the only way to avoid I, symptoms I think okay. So if if we're like I say, you you have to look at this as if it's some sort of like ongoing um, treatment or exposure that they're doing for this. To to be able to do this though, you better be some sort of government entity like doing yeah. this to public unknown, like whatever, what have you. Um, that is very creepy to think about. And then you have the documentary crew and how they play into this. And again, like you said, I, in the small times that we have seen crew on, on the show, they've never been wearing any sort of protective gear though. Right. Correct. Right. But look at the, like the fire for the cold open just in quick shots or we've seen him like, yeah, Brian, the sound guy. Well, look at Brian, maybe like overexposure, Brian, like slowly started kind of snapping and becoming a little more rational, which is why he protected Pam and broke mm, his role, yeah, right. you know, because it was exposure to radon. Because yeah. until like, that hey. point, the, the crew has been pretty, I would say, ethically ambiguous. Ethically ambiguous. In where yes. they've chosen to become involved. I would agree. Case in point, uh, Dwight tries to run over Andy with a car. Right. Yep. One of them is in the car with Michael when he hits Meredith, doesn't yep. say anything. Yeah. 
Yeah. Good point. <laughs> like they're full. They're definitely willing to allow yeah. harm to come to the office employees yeah. for the they, sake of the content. You know, and we we do know that they love uh, kind of stirring the pot. Like think about uh, when. Um, Michael's doing like a talking head and he's like, I can't play and you know, I can't take a bathtub with the kids anymore. Yeah. Or as much as I'd love to take a bath. That's with right. Pam. And then it just cuts her saying, he said what? He said what? So yeah. that was the, the crew telling Pam what yeah. Michael said. Yeah. That's, that's like involving them. That's yeah. breaking the fourth wall. That's, that's, true. that's stirring the pot. You yeah. Know? I agree with that. I don't know where we got off on this tangent of it. That's kind of different than the radon it's thing. Okay. But. Well, <laughs> we're trying to, we're trying to discuss the portion of the documentary crew is, deliberately exposing them to the radon right so that's sort of where my thought process was at is like clearly they've gone through the the point where they've shown that like they're willing to let harm befall members of the office they're willing to let bad things even physical harm or bad stuff like that to happen to people in the office well yeah and like obviously that has to be contracted right like there's like we can't get involved in the happenings of the office. Except so, they do. Yeah, well, they do later on, but that's obviously breaking protocol. Brian well, sucks. Brian kind of <laughs> sucks, dude, okay? Like, I know that they're kind of friends, but that's too, too much, bro. So, okay, well, dialing it back in here, the, like I say, we got we to gotta hit the bullet points. Okay, but, okay, one more point on they've been okay. involving themselves since the, the essentially the beginning. Let's go all the way okay. back to season two where Pam asks them for help proving that Angela and Dwight have a relationship. And they cut to the Milky Way scene, and they, like, go to run up to Pam's desk, and they, like, get in her face, and she's like, what? And then they pan the camera over, you know, and it's like, oh, think, you know, like, yeah. they are involved, right. you know? And so I, I just, they, they, they never really draw a line in the sand on what they are okay with involving themselves in their lives and what yeah. they're not. Yeah, it's a pretty gray That's area. Fair. It's a big gray area. It's a gray area. So, but I think ambiguous. I think when it comes to moments where they could stir the pot yeah. or get more good footage and cause, you know, more than just standard office work, that's when they're willing to get involved and truthfully maybe that is Dude, radon poisoning, I right. guess. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> That's where they're going to draw the line or not draw the line? Yeah. Big yikes, bro. Uh, so so you have a you have a crew that's, that's uh, as Nick so eloquently put it, ethically ambiguous. Yep. You have, uh, if you're talking about this being some sort of an experiment, then it's extended exposure. The cast or the crew is still not wearing any sort of protective gear, though. I right. still have to make that note. Nobody that we ever see is. So there's no yep. proof of it, regardless. Um, and nobody is asking questions. None of the cast is asking questions. Well, how, why they're not. How high up does why this they would conspiracy be. go? Exactly. Does, does the sound the way to the top? Does the sound guy know? Does the, the cameraman know? Or are they just kind of like correct involved? 100%. And this is the other thing. This is radon is not the only problem in this office building, though, that so we come to find from out above asbestos. Yep. You also have uh, uh, un in an uninsulated uh, electrical work throughout yep. this building. So there's a lot of fa fails in this whole thing. 
Plus Dwight's there. Dwight in Dwight. general. <laughs> he's not paying for somebody to pick up all the trash and the cleaning for the, the <laughs> week that the op- cleaner's off. So. I mean, geez Louise, he's willing to just put a freaking roach ad on the side <laughs> of the building. You know? it's he's like plying the toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it, there's a lot of things going on here. Yeah. And I think I think that it would go it would have to go too high and there's not enough evidence to prove any sort of a thing. This has to be some sort of government beyond like oh. experiment in my mind if, if we're going to talk about radon being a focal point of this documentary. So the entire documentary of The Office was actually orchestrated by the government testing the effects of radon. <laughs> right. Holy <laughs> crap. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, breaking news. Blew this one open. All right, we're gonna vote on this here. (laughs) I am. I'm going to vote no go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't. There's not enough proof. I have to go off of something that's tangible. And the radon is a big deal in the office. Obviously, they're silent killers. This this is silent killer. (laughs) You are the silent killer. (laughs) Yeah. But but to me, there's no there's no hard proof that this is on purpose. So I'm voting no go, guys. Like, okay, so where I'm at, because because she did say it's a two parter, right? I do think I'll I'll say yes to the first point of the office staff is being exposed to radon, which may be contributing to them being more exaggerated in their actions, more eccentric in the way that they behave. Right? I'll say no on documentaries doing it on purpose like that they're aware of what's going on they're actively trying to involve them in it they're actively trying to kind of stir the pot as we've said so i'll go yes on point one no on point two okay noted that way with that explanation i agree 100 percent with you nick i'll go you nick it does happen (laughs) i will go yes to that they are being exposed i mean i think it's just like i mean it's it's in the building, right? And you so. think it's contributing to their behavior later on in the season? Maybe. Sure. I don't know. I mean, it could. It can't. It gets, it gets pretty wild in later seasons. Worst Dwight w- fires a gun in the office. The theory is it like could be right. So <laughs> you're right. If it's if it's not, it's not. Okay, that's fair. But we. But I'm agreeing that I think Radon is in the office, and maybe maybe it is. Maybe it is. I mean, we what last week we talked about what season nine, Andy. And like, yeah. think about his character development and how much he changed, and like the because path he went psycho? down. Now we did agree last Psychopath. week also that it was due to uh, brain damage from the boat, right? <laughs> but maybe it radon was, kind of, yeah, maybe maybe the radon wasn't helping either. You know, it's, it's a compound applicants here, and yeah, so, absolutely, yeah. So I I'm I'm with Nick. I agree. Yes, it could be a contributing factor. I do believe that they are being exposed, and I do not believe that the office that they are working in is a safe a safe workspace. Okay. Necessarily, all right. Um, no, I I don't think it's coming from a higher power on purpose because I think if it was coming from the documentary crew, that they would be in some sort of protective gear or not as exposed, or they wouldn't right. even be in the building doing right. camera work. They would just have staged cameras looking, you know, in a different area, or you know what I mean, like yeah. Yeah. like they wouldn't expose their own people, right? And so that I'm going to vote no on that side of it. Got you. All so right. is that where we land on office ethos? That's where we land. That means that's yep. a, that's the vote. That's a popular vote right there. Two to one. Um, yes to part one. Negatory to part deuce. All right. Thank okay. you, Kaylin. Yeah. There we go. Thank you, Kaylin. That was a great, in uh, depth. great, great, great fan theory. I loved hearing it. 
uh, from your, you know, your point of view, yeah. you actually reading it out loud. I think that's really cool. We're going to try and do that going forward. Oh yeah. It helps um, with the understanding, the inflections yeah. and like yeah, you get not... your point across. So yeah. that's great. Plus so, generally you guys are going to sound better than we're going to sound yeah. anyway. You we're have to, well aware of that. You have to hear <laughs> our voices this whole time. Yeah. Like you need a break. Let's mix we it up. We all need a break. Break me off a piece of that fancy feast. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> I'll so, tell you what, how about BJ, you break me off a piece of that <laughs> bottle you got sitting in the oh, in front of you. So for episode number 10, oh, yes, I so did exciting. bring a very special bottle of whiskey. Okay. okay. I got it recently um, from a very special person in my life, my girlfriend, uh, for my birthday. Um, it is the Whistle Pig, the Boss Hog, number eight. Oh, boss this is hog. so exciting to that's, me. That's okay, so it, for anyone who uh, f- f- does bourbon and whiskeys and know, then you know what the boss hog is, right? So it's a it's a very very nice rye, uh, straight rye, rye whiskey. Okay, and they do different um, sort of every year. They do one release, and it's it's a hard bottle to find. And if you can't find it, um, I recommend it's a really cool bottle to have on your shelf. If okay. you have the means. Yeah, I highly suggest picking <laughs> yeah. it up. Yeah. It is so, so choice. choice. <laughs> so choice. Because <laughs> like it's not a cheap bottle. No. Uh, but it is a very cool looking bottle. Hell yeah, uh, man. That stopper uh, is awesome. So, but the reason I, I had to share this one with you is because the Whistling Pig Boss Hog yeah. is a 10 out of 10 whiskey. Oh. But on top of that, yeah. we're talking about Todd Packer. <laughs> and that dude... Is a pig. Is an pig. <laughs> yes, he, is. he is the boss he hog. Is he is. Pig. He is without a doubt a pig. So <laughs> I thought we'd break out the pig for the beautiful. Pig. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, cheers, cheers. guys. I cheers. hope you enjoy it. Thank you thank so you, much for you. bringing along. Ayo. <laughs> I'm gonna. All right. All right. Hang on now. I got a lot of smells happening here. Tell me what you think. Uh, I've had this one other time. One other time. One sip on my birthday. Okay. Birthday sips, huh? The birthday sips. That's not the song. (laughs) Thank you for helping us avoid the DMCA violations, though. Ooh, that one warms me all the way up. Oh, it gets warm in here. God, that is tremendous. It's it's, It's super smooth. I want to sip it again for more tasting notes, but I'm not going to because I've only got one more sip left, and I'm saving it for later. Whoa. Well, I got. We're feeling friendly tonight. We'll do. A, we'll do a splash. I feel like this is what you feel like when you inhale on a cigar. Feel the cork on this thing. Have you weighed this? No. It's got to weigh. I mean, is it substantial? The human head weighs approximately eight pounds. Thank you, Jonathan. I, <laughs> uh, I would have to say that that stopper would tight. not make it through regular first class mail. This, this is awesome. No, I, I that 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 cork would not make it through airport security. I don't I think love, it would. I that love is that not the TSA cork approved. itself is branded with the boss. Uh, yeah. You should put this thing on Ooh. a chain like a Ooh. rapper's Jesus piece when you're done drinking. <laughs> I think that's a great point. Because it's awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for the top off. Um I I I'm gonna say it's good. It's spicy. It's definitely a rye you said. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a rye. So I can tell um, on that note. <laughs> and uh, although it's very good, but I still think I need like about a half a packet of Splenda. Uh, T- three, thir- three quarters. You know what I have to say to that? Please. Ryayata. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. That's the yeah. worst. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, thanks for bringing it in regardless. I'm going to keep sipping on it. Oh, and I'm going to do what I can to coerce more out of you um, before it leaves this premi- the, the premises. So uh, Yeah, the we'll smell see. is so great. Like, the nose on this thing is so good. I will say, if I had a candle that was, was bourbon-flavored, I would want it to be smelling like this. Hey. Right? That's all right. That's all a right. good... Maybe that's our side. All right. Let's just cut this episode off and yeah. start a candle business. Like candle Jan. business. I love the it. Candles by yeah. AJ and BJ and Nick. <laughs> Serenity by Jam. <laughs> We're going to need a separate office, though, because I can't work in the same space no, where I, I need create. A, as, you, as you probably understand, Pam, I have a separate office where, I, where you do your doodles. Where you do your doodles. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're not talking about Jan, although no. she is awful. She's not as awful as Todd Packer, ladies Ugh. and gentlemen. God. We gotta we gotta dive in now. I think the best place to start with Todd Packer is really the first times we get to hear from him, and I very mean I, I really mean very distinctly when we hear from him for the first time. Todd Packer, the first time we hear his voice, is not actually who we know. It's yeah, not it's David Kettner. It's yeah. not David Kettner. So, but it sounds kind of just like, like him. him. A lot like him. Unbelievable. However, this is uh, it's in the first episode uh, of mm-hmm. the season pilot yes. episode. Yep. Uh, when Michael and Jan are meeting and going, they're going to go through the uh, agenda. Did you get the agenda? Ooh, Ooh. Me no, no getting get an agenda. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and uh, well, so uh, what's what's the deal, Pam? Why didn't why didn't I get the? Well, you filed it away. Uh, and then Todd Packer rings in. Says, yes. Oh, it's Todd Packer. Uh, great, great salesman. Excellent sales rep. Mind if I get this? And is, what what does he call Jan? Godzillary. Godzillary. <laughs> because he says that, so her name is Jan Levinson Gould, and Michael establishes that they also call her Hillary Rodham Clinton. Hillary Rodham. And then laughs about it and then says it's not appropriate. <laughs> and so then Todd is a further play on uh, the not appropriate nickname of Hillary Rodham Clinton. Yeah. Proceeds to call her Godzillary. Godzillary. Yeah. <laughs> while on speakerphone with her in the office. Look, uh, one, one question. Does... Does the curtain match, match the, the drapes? drapes. <laughs> it's just like, okay, okay, that is... And he's no, like, oh, oh, He hangs God, up on uh, him. He's uh, just like... <laughs> Terrible, terrible. That is inappropriate. Terrible person. <laughs> He's person a terrible person. Just yes. backtracks on him. Yeah. And I think that's a great setup for the entirety of the character of Todd Packer throughout yeah. the entire series. Yes, it does. It sets up exactly who he is. I mean, he is, like I said earlier, I mean, he is, like, by definition, a pig. He's you know? a walking he is, HR liability. Yeah, he, he just is. is. He's a sexist. He is. Um, he's a jerk. Yeah. I mean, he's a bully. He's yeah. a very traditional yeah. 80s bully. You right. know, like if I think if anyone stood up to him, really stood up to him, like he would back down. It's like he, yeah. he's just he's a bully and he's he's just not a good person. He's honestly. just not a yeah. good person. <laughs> uh, it's like he he just hasn't gotten out of like, yeah, that like late 80s, early 90s weird mentality that he can yeah. just do whatever the hell he wants. Uh, he watched in, the in a, Karate Kid and he wanted to be. Billy's, Billy's, Billy's Zabka. Zabka. Yeah. He, he watched Back to the Future, and he's like, fuck, I could be Biff. Biff. Yeah. <laughs> he's Biff he's from like, Back that, to the Future. Biff that looks all like the chicks. Awesome. <laughs> Biff gets all the chicks, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. If he could, like if he could go rules. back in time, he would definitely 100% steal the sports book to, yeah. to oh, bet yeah. on the sports. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So then the next appearance we really get from him, I so believe, the, is... is uh, go ahead. Well, the next... You're probably talking next appearance, but he is mentioned heavily in the movie... Or the movie. The episode Basketball. <laughs> 
Yeah, he right. Is. Okay, because like uh, you embarrassed me in front of Todd Packer. Yeah, like when Dwight's trying to play in the team, and I haven't seen it, but I did read somewhere that there is a deleted scene. Yep, out it's there in the super fan edition. Is it okay? So I have seen it. I just kind of I think I forgot about where it. he where he calls him it. and he's telling him like. What's the big deal? You show up like once a year and go right. through that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. You're not yeah. coming to the game or whatever. Yeah. Like, no, I can't you make come it. Come to the game like once a year. What's the big deal? Like, yeah. 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 And so, yeah. Okay. I do remember that now. But yeah. So, yeah. He technically was in basketball in a sense. Right. Right. Okay. Right. And that would have been actually David Keckner. Right? I uh, think so, but the, I don't know. I don't know if that so, was his actual voice. The, the only reason I know the other piece of trivia about it not being David Keckner is from Office Ladies, another podcast that yeah, we've mentioned yeah. before. That's the only reason I know that one off the top of my head. But For sure. No, I'm not sure on the other one. I have to look up. I'm sure we could IMDB that specific episode or whatever yeah, sure. and find out. But, but anyway. The, the full reference or the full next time we, we actually get to see him in person and uh in in full regalia i guess as todd packer <laughs> is christmas right no, uh no sexual harassment sexual harassment yeah, yeah so season two episode two okay is okay. sexual harassment so and that's it's... that's when he comes in and um i mean that episode literally is called sexual harassment and it is about todd packer yeah and he's sexually harassing people in the episode that's right and i so, apologize he's yeah. the worst uh yeah. yes so he, he he comes in and starts making just the most obnoxious jokes yep. uh, that, that have ever been said. And we also get the great moment between uh, Jan and Michael. And Michael comes out and says, well, we can no longer be friends, and I'm giving up my career in comedy. Yeah. Yep. And Jim <laughs> just eggs him on. Does that until, include that's what she said? Wow. That must be really hard. Do you really think you can go all day? <laughs> well, you always left me satisfied and smiling, so that's yeah, what she <laughs> said. <laughs> and then his, his freaking it's, laugh, Michael. He's like, ah! but it's, <laughs> it's the cue up from like from Todd Packer, who yeah. borderline like, does everything except give him a wink. To, I wish you could see our faces. He gives him like the raised eyebrow, looking yeah, down the top like, of his forehead, you, like you gotta mm-hmm. say it. You gotta say it. And and that's the big one. And then he he goes in full. And this is this is again when you just know uh, that he is an absolute trash human. He just goes in on these jokes and he calls out Phyllis very specifically in a very, very gross joke that he's starting in on. And and Michael tries to save it, but just will not give it up. What? What is the deal with? Not to go Jerry Seinfeld, but what is what's the deal well, with Michael? What what is it about Todd Packer that that Michael can't let go? He thinks he is just the coolest, yeah. right? Todd Packer's like, the hotshot salesman. He sells a ton of stuff. They go on sales like, calls, and he's the one that will like go to the bar, get really drunk, beat, gets all the girls, get, gets the girl. You know, like it's yeah. it's talked about in episodes where like. Packer, you know, like, yeah, whatever it is, we met some went back with met both sisters, the twins or yeah, yeah, you know, went, went home with both of them. It yeah. was awesome, you know, yeah. and like, I think he's he's everything that Michael was not as a kid, okay, I think, and everything that Michael wanted to be, because because honestly, like Todd was probably a cool kid in high school. He wants right? to be like this. He's definitely the guy man. who peaked his his oh, senior year when they should have gone. Oh, to for state. sure. Yeah, yeah, he was probably sure. like a. I mean. 
look at his build. He's probably like a linebacker on the football team. Yeah. Like one of just one of the boys. Like he's just Uncle Rico. Yeah. If they would have put him in, made some big plays. He and he had he he was the host of the underage keg party. Yeah. You know (laughs) that all the popular kids and and guess who didn't get invited to that party in high school was Michael. Michael. Yeah. So he wants to be friends with what his vision of of the the coolest is and, the and then look at the individual. the full going full circle is like he meets holly yeah. you know and then packer gets hired all packer had to do was insult the love of his life yeah, yeah. and he was done with he's done with them done yep. with them and, good point and it is a you know it's like you actually gain a lot of respect for michael in that episode where I he's agree. just like oh for sure you should you should go to florida like you should go to florida you know like like he he grew he grew up yeah and and todd is still todd yeah you know yeah. and it's like you you gain some respect for for michael oh yeah. for sure yeah absolutely great todd pack is such a dirtbag he is like i'm just sitting here this whole episode like and just rolling my eyes every time we're talking about something awful that he did like he's just such a dick when are we going to talk about somebody we like you know what i mean like yeah well okay i talked about toby on episode two that I liked. Hey, good point. come on. That's a good point. Grow up, Todd Packer. We're past Toby, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so so like I say, moving moving through that, then yeah. the, the the next next infusion of Todd Packer we get is him bursting through the doors and saying, What's up, my nerd? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you know, at the at the Christmas party. Yep. And uh, so of course Todd would be the guy that just comes to the office. Cause okay, so think about it. He is a traveling salesman. Right. But he's probably based out of the Scranton branch. Right. To okay. some degree, he's yeah. gotta be. Yeah. So he's probably on their payroll. Yeah. You know, and, oh, sure. and so he he's owned by the Scranton branch and in a, in a sense, but in no regard ever throughout the series does Michael act like his boss. Yeah. Right. He has free range to do whatever, whenever, because it's Todd. He always seems like an equal to Michael. He does. And and so you don't really think about it like that, but he's not a a branch manager. He is a traveling salesman and his home store, his home base is probably Scranton, Scranton, you know, that's where he was before he hit the road. Right. And so, so maybe he's paid by corporate, maybe not, but he's definitely not on Michael's level. That is, that is, a fact yeah because and that's and and that you can prove that because he hires uh randy cordray as a traveling yep. salesman yeah. danny cordray danny sorry, sorry danny cordray yeah. randy cordray was is a like a producer of the show that's right i saw that the other day actually watching some yeah. some episodes and uh so sorry sorry danny cordray he he is hired by michael reports to michael and right. he's the new traveling salesman he's like oh i forgot about packer you know yeah <laughs> so michael is Todd Packer's boss. Oh, right. it's sure. never talked about. Yeah, it's but never they were, discussed. They were salespeople together. Yep. And then Michael got promoted, and he still thinks that he and Todd Packer are BFFs, yeah. which I'm sure Packer milks because Michael's his boss. And oh, yeah. Just Michael's constantly. never going to fire him. Michael's never going to hold him accountable. No. They're BFFs in Michael's mind. Oh, no. Yeah. And he can just yeah. call in like he does on the pilot episode yeah. and chit chat with his boss and make him laugh. And yeah. then he just, I mean, he was probably home. He was probably at a bar by 2 PM that day. Yeah. yeah he you know, if he even left his house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Like what, what accountability did Top Packer ever have? Zero. Yeah, the only yeah. thing that would be tracked is his sales. Right. Yep. Right. And if he's a good salesman, he gets then, away with then murder, he could basically. get away with yeah anything yeah. he wanted i mean That's he's and he is just a dirtbag mhm good point and like you were talking about with christmas he very much is 
the guy who comes in just for the party. Yeah. Like yeah. he's there just for the free booze. He's there just for the pizza. Like Oh, and and let's let's be honest. This was not the first Christmas party he was at no, that day. No. Definitely not. He shows up with the mistletoe already attached to his belt. Yes. Like he he shows up like already like acting like very much intoxicated. Yes. Yeah. And Oh yeah. And he sh- and and as Well, look like, at the, the St. Patty's Day episode. The party's yeah. going on. Yeah, he's like you've got to get out. He's at the here. bar by noon. I boot and rally twice. that's right so yeah this is far from the first like little thing he's done on on christmas yeah for sure yeah uh what about i i I did glance over the fact that like long before this he didn't isn't this when he got uh his dui and like that uh, yeah that ryan like that that was sexual harassment sexual harassment So early season two he uh yeah he would have like can you have someone drive me around because the old dui situation well a big big will hung fan yeah Yeah. (laughs) what who is that who the hell is that why do they keep why do people keep asking me that (laughs) (laughs) okay so william hung talk about a a thing that People probably listen, even like listening to, I think about like, like think about who knows who William Hung is. You got to be like, what, over the age of 28-ish and under, but like under 40 probably. He's the American idol. Idol. She bangs, she bangs. Yeah. Right. She was, he was like a tryout. Terrible tryout. A terrible tryout on American Idol. And it was a very topical viral video back then failed his way to success yeah Yeah. he had his 15 minutes of fame and they inserted that joke and now everybody right now on a podcast as we as we literally speak we are talking about william hung a failed audition from american idol 15 to 17 years later 2005 yeah Yeah. (laughs) he is relevant because of this show that's absolutely correct nobody on earth would remember his name right now if it wasn't for the office yeah 100% Don't have this little dweeb drive you around town, drives like my grandma. Well, I wouldn't need to because I don't have a DUI. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I don't I don't normally do this. Okay. And it's not it's not the normal algorithm, if you will, of our show. Um, but I I was uh, submitted a fan theory Ooh, about oh. Todd Packer. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it is not my theory, but I want to read it and I want to vote. Uh, yeah. I'm okay. In. So this one was submitted on Instagram um, by uh, a gentleman who follows us named Layton. Okay. And it was just, it was so prevalent to this episode that, that I wanted to share. And so Perfect. this, like I said, this is not my theory. This is another fan theory we're going to do. And here it is. What if Packer actually didn't do well in sales and Michael just acted like he did because they were friends and Packer never even owned a Corvette. He just rented it. <laughs> <laughs> So he's bad enough in sales that 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 the the car is a rental. Yeah, yeah, he couldn't afford a Corvette. Yeah, you can't afford it if you're not yeah. doing well. You know, yeah. I don't know what they make in Scranton, Pennsylvania, in a mid-level paper supply company. But, right, but I mean, the Corvette's not new. He could probably afford it. I don't. Yeah, know. but anyway, but the so the theory really is is he is not good at sales. Yeah, but Michael always just kind of talked him up like he was because he's so cool so whatever but i mean okay so you think about it so i kind of like i read this theory like the other night and i i started thinking about it okay yeah so here's where my side is going to come in okay so packer and him used to be the jim and dwight of the office sure okay right right okay and so jim or uh michael was dwight the best salesman in the company. Yeah. Right. He won the plaques. He, yeah. he had proven he was the best salesman in the company. So he was Dwight. 
um, Packer was Jim. He's the cool guy. He's the fun guy, whatever. Right. right? And yeah. so, so, but they would go on sales calls together all the time. Yeah. And they would get the sale every time. Okay. Because of Michael. Because of Michael. Not yeah. anything to do with Packer. Okay. And so then Packer hits, Michael gets promoted. Packer hits the road. And it's, it, um, it's got to be some sort of a not not necessarily promotion, right? But like some sort of like lateral movement with more autonomy, right? But or, as or being a traveling salesman. What I can only assume was that there before Todd was the traveling salesman, that there was another one right. that maybe retired or got a new job, quit, yeah, fired, yeah. whatever. Okay, right. and then that position became open to become the traveling salesman, right? And Packer's like, uh, sign me up because I have no accountability and I can just go hit the road, you know, Whatever like, why wouldn't you yeah. like, instead of going to a nine to five in the office, you're just traveling. Right. He's a single guy or whatever, you know, and he's, he's, it's a perfect job for a, a total a-hole like Packer. Yeah, anyway, absolutely. You know? <laughs> like, like no accountability. No, like he doesn't have a family at home that support whatever. Okay. So, so he hits the road. And the entire time he's on the road, he's a terrible salesman. I'm not talking Ryan terrible. Like he probably yeah. makes a sale every now and then. Yeah, he can get it done every now and every again. now and then. But right. he's not a good salesman. But who's his boss? Michael. Michael. Yeah. Do you think Zero Michael would ever care that he's not bringing in revenue for the company or even notice? Right. No. He doesn't care. Because BFFs. because every day. I think Packer would just call him and make him laugh. They'd shoot the, you know, whatever. They play basketball in the evenings. They're best friends. It doesn't matter that Packer's not making sales. I don't think there's any accountability. I think and that he was just truly like he he's not good at his job. Mm-hmm. Um, if and if and when he even shows up to do his job, because no one knows. Right. No one is keeping track of him. And I think that I totally think this is a valid theory and worth the discussion. Okay. Um, I think that's I, I, it's all fair points. I mean, again, we don't have any idea of what Packer's, like, track record is. You know what I mean? Yeah, for uh, his sales. Yeah, for his yeah. sales. Like, we don't have we don't have that. But we know that he's kept his job. And the argument is that that's because of Michael. Right. I, I mean, and so if the if the accountability is, and, and God knows everything that's going on above Michael is just so volatile, volatile, you know, just like, it's, it's... <sighs> Jan, Ryan, whoever, yeah. right? Yeah. It's they don't care about their traveling salesman. They care about their branch in general. They right? just care about the total numbers for the branch. Correct. Right. So all they all they look at probably, which I don't know, but I don't think anyone is paying that close attention, is uh, you know, a thirty thousand foot view of yeah. Scranton. Yeah. yeah. And it's apples to apples. It's you know, here is where this yeah. <laughs> here is where the sale here are where the total sales for the branch are for Scranton. Yeah. yeah. Right? Not okay, Jim was here, Dwight was here, you know, Todd Packer was here, Andy was here, whatever it is. Yeah. And that's Michael's job. Yeah. Right? Jan's yeah. job is just to look at sales at all of her branches. Mm-hmm. She's not deep diving into who's, you know, that's Michael's job. Yeah, that's Michael's. And I don't think Michael would give it. I mean, Todd could have no sales in a month and he wouldn't care at all. Right. Because it's like, oh, well, Packer was the best salesman back in the yeah. day. It's like, no, Michael, you are the best salesman back in the day. Packer was with you and split your commissions. We we know yeah. we we know that like, uh, with with Packer, we've we've all kind of been in sales and stuff, and like you can probably mess around for a good portion as long as you're landing one every now and again. Yeah, and you're probably going to keep partnered cruising. with somebody who's just tearing it up left and right. You're definitely going to be flying under the radar. Yeah. Totally. So, yeah, I think, I think it's, it's a valid point. Valid. I think it's I think it's completely valid. Now, 
Let me talk on the other side of my mouth. Okay. So the only counterpoint that, <laughs> that I, I, I have a it's, counterpoint. It's, it's not your, my theory. I'm not. I'm. I am just discussing a fan theory. I here, have so. a counterpoint to the second part of this. Okay. So you go ahead. So okay. I think. I think that. Um, what you wouldn't have a William Hung license plate. I don't think you could have a custom <laughs> yeah, license plate if he didn't know it. Yeah. It's so. But, it's, but I, I don't think. It's, here's here's my thing. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't think it's a rental. I think it's a lease. Okay. okay. Bingo. <laughs> That's right. what I think it is. I think it's a lease on the Corvette and 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 Packer drives it around because like he just wanted a Corvette and he yeah. took any route he could to get a Corvette. Shows okay. off for the ladies. So speaking of ladies, through rumor and uh stories from Michael and his behavior. It, the the show portrays him as a a womanizer, right? Right, someone who who hooks up with a lot of 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 women, yep. right? Yeah. So that would that would show evidence that he does have the ability to close. Yeah. Which yeah. I think would be an argument that if if he looking and acting the way that he does can close with all of these, you know, yeah, all these people, then he could probably close the sale. Like yeah. I don't know. As long as I'm, he cares. Well, that's that's the point. Or does he's he even abrasive as hell? What does he think, care about? He I cares think about. He's correct. I think he doesn't make sales because he gets with clients and he's Dwight selling to women in every scenario. Yeah, that's a good point. He's We're, just abrasive. He's over the top. He's too direct. Because what is misogynistic? What does on, he have to lose? But look at the way that he he's uh, the boys will be boys attitude that he has with like Michael and other guys. Yeah. Like if he was selling to another like. And I hate the term old boy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Like if he's selling to some guy who's also like a womanizer and a bad guy like him, they would probably bond. And guess what? He He would cherry picking his accounts. He would be selling like crazy to those types of guys because they're, we all have met those types of guys. It's like, that's the exact type of client that he has to go to. But you're totally right when it comes to like if he went in to a, a woman owned business, you know, or, and he had to sell like he would never make. Oh, they throw him out. They throw him out because he's. I mean, I mean, they would have him arrested, and he should be arrested. Yeah, yeah. I, I one hundred percent agree. I, I, uh, I think uh, this is. I think this is going to be another A B answer to this yep. fan theory. Agreed. Yep. So I think uh, personally, I don't know that there's enough. I think he's probably good enough, like you say, with enough of the clients to keep it at least level. Okay, on on the on the sales record, and keep his job, but I don't think he rents. I think he leases that court. <laughs> <laughs> That's my vibe. Okay, I'll agree with that. I don't, I don't think. I don't know. I like this theory. I think he. I don't think he was good at his job. I don't necessarily I don't think, think he was, was a good bad job either, bad but, salesman. Right. I don't. I don't know if I agree with that because he does have the boys will be boys attitude, and yeah. there's probably. Like he probably sold that really well to that type of client. I do think that he could not sell to, I like, d- diverse individuals or Absolutely. women. Or you know what I'm saying? Like no, yeah. future leaders. Oh. He couldn't sell to them. He could sell to. I have a people who are like him. I have, just a, I, I, I have a groundbreaker. I okay. Got, I, got, I got. I might shatter this. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, we see. Later, I saw a literal light bulb yeah. turn on it, above your head. You see his eyes light <laughs> it hurt, up. Yeah. It hurt me. It hurt yeah. me. Uh, uh, we literally saw later on in the seasons, Packer comes back w- with Holly, and he can fool people. Yep. Into making him them believe that he is a good dude. Good point. He fooled Holly just enough just to make enough. the sale. Correct. Yeah. And then when she got to know him is when he failed. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, but okay, the, you don't need that. Enough. He yeah. can do it. He can put on the charm when he yep. wants to. I okay. think he can do it. I think he can sell. Still think he leases that goddamn Corvette. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's. Okay. The vote is in. I think it's a no. It's he, a no from me. Yeah. For sure. Okay. A great theory, though. I like yeah, that. That was a good thank discussion. Thank you for sending in. Thank yeah, you for thank bringing you very much for sending that in. Thank you dude. so much for listening. Yes, sir. Awesome. Wonderful stuff. Well, where do we pick up from this point then? For for I say we go around with some favorite Packer moments. Okay. Oh my god, what do you got? Wait, those exist? Yeah, <laughs> they exist. Jeez, he's he is okay. So David Keckner is obviously a good actor. Yeah, a master I, I, class. He, I think he's phenomenal. He had a role. role man. He had a role to play, and who on earth could have played that role better? Oh, like no, exactly. Man. I mean, in, in David Keckner is not like, I would not call him like a broad actor. Maybe. I don't know. Like fair enough. Like he's I, sort I of haven't typecast. Yeah. I have look at like champ kind in anchor. Yeah, yeah. He's, an, yeah. he's the same role he plays in anchor man. I just haven't, I personally haven't seen him. In, I mean, maybe he's a fantastic actor. Honestly, I've only seen him really in, in this role and in anchor man. And they're yeah. pretty yeah. much the same person. Right. Sure. Um, but let's talk about some. I mean, everyone gets excited for an episode that Todd's in because you love to hate Todd Packer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So let's just talk about some of our favorite, like favorite or least favorite, I should say. Yeah. Todd Packer moments. <laughs> Packer stuff. Yeah. The good, the uh, bad, the ugly. Yeah. And I want to go first because uh, <laughs> <laughs> because there is there is a scene that uh, I absolutely love because not only does it make Packer look bad. But the one of the lines that follows up with it is the one easily one of the funniest lines to it's me. Definitely the same thing I'm thinking of. Dang so. it. Okay. Well, so the <laughs> we'll scene say I'm, it at the same time uh, when it comes around. Okay. Go for it. So the scene I'm thinking of is um, when they're in Tallahassee. Okay. <laughs> And they're at the bar, and uh, they Dude, slip. AJ's <laughs> laughing so hard, <laughs> and and they slip some uh, they slip some uh, stuff in Packer's drink to make him sick, right? And so Packer's at the bar, and he's hammered, and yep. and he and he and he throws up on Gabe Lewis. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and they're trying to coerce. They're I trying know. to. Bed I know what line you're going for. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're trying. Like, there's this epic battle of of wit and masculinity yeah. between yeah. Dwight and Todd Packer. Right. 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 And and they're they're trying to bed Nelly for the opportunity to basically become lead. the vice president. Yeah. Of, Blowing my ear like project. the ocean. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And. <laughs> <laughs> and and so then so then Dwight uh you know puts something in Packer's drink that makes him sick. Packer ends up throwing up on Gabe. Gabe storms <laughs> off, and while he's storming off, he has one of the best lines ever. And it's they don't make these cords and boot cut anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then they cut to his He's wearing corduroy pants that are bell bottoms. Bell bottoms are <laughs> so terrible. Ah. The swishiest bottom of pants I've ever seen in my life. I don't make these cords and boot cut anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so that is my favorite Todd Packer moment. Not even because of Todd Packer's part, but because that is easily the best and most funny thing yeah. that Gabe ever contributed it's, to it's, the show. It's, it's one of the yeah absolute best lines actually that happened, especially in the later seasons, obviously. But unbelievably funny that he just was the butt of this joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this happened, and it was Todd Packer that just threw up on him. Yeah. <laughs> Phenomenal. 
All right. So, okay. Sounds like AJ and I had probably the same. It was identical. <laughs> ah, it was the same it. thing. I love it. Uh, we should talk for these episodes sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> now, we get some great moments. Yeah, we run into that balance of trying to coordinate enough that we don't have a ton of overlap without spoiling. We don't want to spoil organic. anything. Yeah. Because yeah. they're yeah. always like, oh, you got some good stuff? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Great, okay, great, okay. Great. okay well, what, what are you going to talk? Oh, I'm not telling you. I'm I'm not gonna, I don't want it to be spoiled. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to find out on the episode. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, all right. Nick, what do you got? Oh, dude. My favorite. And it's because of the ensuing scenes afterwards is when Packer comes back to fake make amends and he laces those cupcakes with different drugs. Oh my yep. God. And specifically the scene with Andy and Kevin in like their underwear and undershirts, like laying on the carpet, screaming oh in terror in each other's faces is hysterical. Yep. Yes. That like, is a great, that, that is a great episode actually. And it's, I mean, it, sorry, go ahead. But No, you're okay. It's well, just, it's excellent because, like, it's funny. Everybody's going through their own experiences of, like, what did you get? Did you get this or the toilet? I got, some of us got both. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have Kevin, who's eating the extra cupcake. Yeah. And they're like, Kevin, he lays those cupcakes. Oh, no, I know. I yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that's the thing is they're, they're actively attempting not to eat these cupcakes yeah. as the amends that he is presenting in his wake of just being a terrible person yeah. this yeah. whole time, right? So what episode, what episode was that? It's, like, it's way late in the series. It's post-Tallahassee. Yeah. Because yeah. they cut to Packer, and he's doing his... He's sitting there on the back of his Corvette, just hanging his feet off the trunk. Yeah. And he's got his will-hung license plate yeah. on there. okay. And he's yeah. talking about... He goes... He goes, they thought they could kill me in Tallahassee. He goes, but this cat's got nine lies and a nine inch, and then it cuts away because he's a giant pig. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And like, it's hysterical all the effects of like people who got these drug laced cupcakes. Yeah. And okay. I got a was, weird. I got a weird defense. FYI, <laughs> that was season nine, episode seventeen. That okay. was actually I believe, Way late. the same episode that was the farm. Yeah. For the Shroot family. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. So, all right, going back, I have a, I have a very weird defense. Um, defense okay. for for Todd Packer, uh, he was attempted poisoned first in the office. Yes. Okay, and what I'm referring to is <laughs> because of Tallahassee, or uh, what I'm referring well that too actually, but what I'm referring to is actually when he got hired by Holly. So before Tallahassee, before any of this, okay, he gets hired back by Holly. Okay, okay? Yeah. and he takes over Dwight's chair. Yeah. And Dwight tries to serve him the hot chocolate with the laxative in it. Yes. Okay. And so then him and Jim team up on how to get rid of them, right? That's right. So a couple things from that episode that I thought were amazing and actually one catch that I thought. So so you look at Dwight and all of his like Dwightisms, I guess we can call it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. His Dwightisms. All of his Dwightness. And like he's obsessed with alchemy and he's like a total like Game of Thrones, like that era, like you would think that he is mixing a very, very, very toxic, like laxative cocktail. Fair enough. Yeah. In his hot chocolate, right? Everyone would assume that. Yeah. Okay. If you pay attention, when they go through the list, or when Jim is trying to talk to him about what to do to prank him, yeah, he says, why don't we put Pepto-Bismol in his hot chocolate? So that is what he put in his hot chocolate already. Okay. Was Pepto-Bismol. Pepto. Okay. Pepto-Bismol is not a laxative. No. It is actually no. an anti-diarrhea yeah. right. medication. 
Okay. That, yeah. That he's that's what he said. That's what he put in his hot chocolate. No, so it's your heartburn, indigestion, upset, upset stomach, stomach, diarrhea. diarrhea. We there know the go. jingle. We okay. Get it. We yes. get it. So not. I mean, he would have fed Todd a Pepto Bismol laced hot chocolate. Now, if you think about it, Pepto Bismol usually is cherry flavored. Right. And probably would have tasted okay in a hot chocolate. It would have been like a cherry hot chocolate. And Very not only chalky. would it not only would it have not given him diarrhea, it would have it would have eased his stomach. <laughs> so I watched that episode and I caught that and I was like, Dwight doesn't know anything about what he's talking about. When, no. Like Battle's terrible at that. Okay, yes, he's let's... so bad at that kind of stuff, but he thinks he's so good at that kind of stuff. Because reflect well, back to the fun run. The fun run yeah. when yeah. he puts I ammonium. I put emodium, emodium in his coffee. Yeah, he Wait, emodium or excellent? Maybe, maybe it was a callback. Excellent. Maybe it was a callback on that. <laughs> and it was like, a, yeah. <laughs> It's like he just doesn't get it. He's just always like he wants to be he wants to be devious in these plans and he just he executes them in the wrong way. That's Todd would have drank hysterical. Todd would have drank that hot chocolate and been 100% fine. Yes, exactly. And then one other side note or one other question I have from that episode. Okay. Yeah. Who is Justice Beaver? <laughs> Who is Justice Beaver? <laughs> it's a crime fighting beaver. Yeah, it's a crime. <laughs> That was, goes same, with it. Yeah, that was in the same episode. Anyway, but uh, if you want to look at the number three prank they planned on doing on Todd, it was eat a frog. E- and the number four prank was eat a dog. Eat a dog. <laughs> <laughs> All of these are great. Uh, he has Dwight put together the list of his top yeah, uh, X amount of those. He's like, uh, 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 give me your top 20. Uh, and Jim's like, how would I give you my top 100? He's like, great. Do your top 100 and then whittle them down to your top 20. Yeah. And we'll go through those. <laughs> there's the there's the great bit where uh, Jim is talking about jamming his drawers a couple inches open so that he can't open them any yeah. further. And he's like, that wouldn't upset anybody. Yeah. And then he does it <laughs> Dwight, to Dwight. It frustrated as shit trying to open this That's desk. Right. Also, side note, I just, I mean, it's like, it's not relevant to this episode but there is a deleted scene uh prank on dwight where um it's the episode where dwight is uh going to um or he's playing uh second life yeah okay and he he has second second life second second life and jim and jim creates his own second life to like follow him around whatever sports writer in philadelphia there's a deleted scene in that where dwight walks into his home in second life and somebody had put his bazooka in Jello, <laughs> and, and, and Dwight is like, "Why would they not?" He's like, "That who put my bazooka in Jello?" And it just cuts to Jim. <laughs> that's so excellent. Oh, no. Anyway, we got to do a prank episode Why too coming ever up. Do I, that, we have gone off on such a tangent. This I know. is the Packer <laughs> episode. This is a Todd Packer uh, episode. I couldn't uh, let that one go. That's fair enough. Um, <laughs> Who put my bazooka in Jello? That's hysterical. <laughs> uh, I think the best. I think one of the best moments is when uh, Dwight uh, essentially secedes um, because of Jim uh, in Tallahassee. Yeah, and he is. He is then uh, like basically forced out of the room and like Jim's tackling him and everything. And Packer's going in to essentially seal the deal yeah. on on the VP position and then just gets read the riot act by Robert California. Yeah, absolutely. And Nelly, like just everybody. Just gets grilled yeah. to all hell. 100%. Like, and that is maybe one of my favorite redemption mo- moments 
because it's like come come the fuck out like yeah (laughs) come on it's it is not i we just wanted this the whole time we wanted we wanted packer to fail yeah more or less and yeah and it's so just it's so great feeling when we get it finally and like and I'm a gonna... phoenix from the ashes yep. he comes back and laces everybody's cupcakes with drugs yeah and i don't want to i'm not going to spoil any future episodes we have of scotch and splenda but i think next week we're doing uh, unlikely friendship. unlikely friendship, unlikely friendship. Yes. and that was actually going to be a dwight jim point of mine okay. for that next for next week well, right, we'll, we'll talk wait. about it next well, week we'll don't forget there. about it that's by okay then. yeah i'll forget about it by then <laughs> but it's beautiful yeah Todd Packer uh, is the worst human being, well, other than first season Michael and ninth season Andy. Todd Packer overall might be one of the worst people throughout the oh, entire season. Oh, he's terrible season. from season one to nine. Yeah. Just, he's terrible from start out. to finish. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if there's. He's one of the few characters that doesn't have any sort of redemption whatsoever. Right? No, no. Not even a little bit. The redemption of his character was him completely failing yeah. at the end, I think. Yeah. You know, in every regard, even like kind of, you know, I kind of felt like when I was originally watching the show, like his last episode was going to be the Todd Packer episode where Holly hired him. Michael Mm. chooses uh, Holly over him. Right. Right. And then he goes down to Florida. You assume he's going to make a, you know, make himself look like an idiot to um, uh, the CEO of Saber. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And, California. Well, no, it was before. Oh, or Joe. Joe. Yeah, yeah. Joe, because he's going to go, right. you know, when they're pranking him, like, mm-hmm. yeah, the gate doesn't work. You're going to have yeah. to just go ahead and hop that fence. And <laughs> this sounds weird. <laughs> and and so, and, the, and then that's kind of how it ends. And you kind of just assume that's the end of Todd Packer. It's true. And his relationship with Dun- Dunder Mifflin Sabre. Yeah. And then he, he comes back. I will say I love every episode he's in. He does, David Koechner does a great job in that role playing. Yeah the guy you love to hate a hundred percent yeah that's a good point and it's a great i think that's a great cap off to what we have here for for mr todd f packer todd f packer todd toddly i believe it's uh short for toddly oh yeah. i don't think it is i thought it was Todmas. Todmas? yeah oh i, I don't <laughs> know i guess that's interesting toddman <laughs> toddman toddman Todd. dennis toddman <laughs> is that his name on the court during their pickup game? <laughs> Rain man, Rain dance, Ice man. Uh, we're getting off track. Off all track. Right. That's okay, guys. Uh, thanks so, so much for joining us for Scotch and Splenda, talking all about Todd F. Packer. You guys know what that F stands for. Family. Family. Because uh, that's what we think of you guys uh, as being a part of this Scotch and Splenda family joining us for these <laughs> listens. So make sure you are always following along and, and leaving us that five-star review, um, giving us your fan theories while you're writing that fan uh, that, yeah. that review for us. Right, guys? Yep. So Send We want to read them. We want to hear them. That's exactly Send right. Send us to them as a, as a voice recording. Yeah. We want to hear them. We want to play them on, on air. Exactly. And after my call out after last week, we finally, finally got our first email. That's right. Yeah. And we'll be reading it in a future episode. I cannot <laughs> wait. All right. So, uh, guys, make sure you're doing that. We got a couple fun episodes coming up. What do oh, we got yeah. coming up in the next couple weeks? So, guys? like I already alluded to, we have next week is going to be unlikely friendships. Yes. Okay. That's going to be a fun one. That is going to be a fun We've one. We've done a lot of, this. like, griping about 
characters episodes yeah. i'm very excited for like a wholesome fun upbeat episode yeah right. there yeah it's gonna be a ton of fun this is gonna be the the duos that didn't make sense yeah okay i like that um and then we're following that one up with creed Creed. Creed. All things Creed. If there's one person who talk didn't about, have any good friendships, it was Creed. <laughs> we're going to talk about with well, arms we'll wide open. We're going to talk about higher. <laughs> oh, oh, what's the other Creed? Oh, Creed. No, oh, Creed, Creed Bratton. Bratton. <laughs> Creed Bratton. <laughs> I got yeah. it. I laughed. <laughs> Wonderful. Guys, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to need to amend my notes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Scott, nothing about Scott Stapp. Scott Stapp, you're going to get a very confusing voice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, so make sure if you uh, want to find us anywhere on that social media, uh, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, it's at Scotch Splenda. That's just at Scotch Splenda. No and, no ampersand, at Scotch Splenda. And if you'd rather email us for your fan theories, uh, make sure you shoot it on over to Scotch and Splenda Podcast at gmail.com. All spelled out, Scotch and Splenda Podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to follow us on any social media platforms, you can find me, BJ, at I am the Beach. That's Beach, B-E-E-J, on Instagram and TikTok. Nick, where can we find you? Yeah, uh, You can find me uh, just about everywhere at Nick Morella. That's N-I-C-K-M-E-R-U-L-L-A. Uh, you'll find that on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch. On Instagram, you can find me at at Morella Nick, uh, M-E-R-U-L-L-A-N-I-C-K, because that bastard Nick Morella in New Jersey who follows me on Twitter took that one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And you can find me just about anywhere on social media, guys. A-J-A-Y-V-E-N-S. It's AJ Vance. Anywhere on social media, just plug it in and find me. Cool. All right, guys. Well, thank you guys so much again for joining us for Scotch and Splenda. Uh, I guess until next time, we'll catch you on the flippity flip. On the flippity flip. On the flippity flip. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.